This episode of the Grown Up Girls Report is brought to you by McAfee, the world's leading cybersecurity company. Now, some of you may know that in my other life, I am McAfee's cyber mum, which means my job is to help families stay on top of the latest developments in the online world. We all know being a digital parent is a really tough gig. It can often feel completely overwhelming trying to stay ahead of the latest apps, games and risks. Well, here's some good news. If you want to ensure your family has Rolls-Royce level protection across all their devices, then listen up because McAfee is giving away 20 12-month subscriptions of its premium protection security software called LiveSafe to listeners of this podcast. Simply be one of the first 20 listeners to message me at my Cybermum AU Facebook page and you can score McAfee's award-winning software worth nearly $150. How good is that? Good luck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the Grown Up Girls Report podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. I really appreciate you taking the time to do so. Today, we are going to be talking about how we are managing our stay-at-home life while we wait out this corona pandemic. So since we last spoke, life has changed quite dramatically. We have seen the craziness at the supermarkets with the panic buying, the lack of pasta, rice, toilet paper, paper towels, serviettes, the mind boggles. And uh, it's been absolutely crazy. We've seen life change in a way that I don't think any of us could have possibly anticipated. We are living in a pseudo lockdown. So we're not, obviously, the word lockdown hasn't been used, but it's effectively what, what's happening, where I think there are only four reasons we are now allowed to leave the house. Uh, f- essential items such as food shopping, doctor's visits, pharmacy visits, exercise and work. That's actually five, two of those are grouped together. Apologies for the maths. Um, but uh, life, 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 life has changed. And, um, and if you look at some of the stats, because I love a few stats, um, Corona, there are now well over a million diagnosed cases of corona worldwide and you know many many believe that there are multiples of this um in australia we're we're well over the five and a half thousand at case mark and um, unfortunately we have recorded 28 deaths which is obviously very tragic so this corona pandemic is here to stay for some time and i think that's what is the hardest part of this this chapter we're all we're all living in is it's it's the unknown it's the uncertainty of of how long we're going to be living like this because obviously we all want to stay well we want to stay safe we don't want to infect other people and the the, the absolute majority of people are doing the right thing and they're social distancing and staying at home and we're all very keen to be part of that but it has made an enormous difference to our day-to-day lives. Life looks completely different for so many of us. I mean, you know, many of us used to used to whinge and whine about how exhausting it was, rushing the kids everywhere and the, the pickups and the drop-offs and, and how tired we are from our busy weekends. Well, how we wish we could go back to those days because uh, we ain't going anywhere, people, as we all know. So... Um, and there's a part of me that loves it, love, loves the fact that everyone is at home. In my case, I have got a full house. I've got a full tribe. I've, uh, I've retrieved one of my sons who was away studying at, at university and college. He's now home. 
took a lot of effort to get him back, reluctant returnee. He just really couldn't understand what the fuss was about. I think they were all in their own lovely little bubble at college. And um, But he has finally, he finally agreed to return this week. So I have a full house. And with a full house comes... A lot of meals, particularly when people were out most days doing their own thing. So the food in this house that we go through, even before this was crazy, well, it feels like a whole new level now. There's probably a bit of comfort eating thrown in there too. And the kitchen's always a mess. And people are always cooking sausages and mashed potato and curried sausages and pasta and all that good boys' food stuff which they need. Um, and I love the family. I do love the family cohesion because I can really see that that is, that is happening and that is definitely a positive. The banter's flying. And, um, and people are finding common ground that they probably didn't have before. So there is definitely some good about this, this that I can see within my own little, little, little group. I really can. But there's a part of me, if I'm being really honest, that struggles with it too, that finds it really overwhelming having everybody at home and actually just not having a minute. I do love a little minute to myself. I do love an opportunity to breathe and just to catch my breath, particularly with the intensity of all the personalities and, and <coughs> excuse me, and, um, and just having a busy household. Well, that's really hard to get at the moment, a little bit of me time. That's uh, in very, very, um, not really happening at all, actually. So, um, and it's, and, and I have to, if I'm being really honest, I'll, I'm going to put up my hand and say that there's been a few days where I've really struggled with it. I felt very overwhelmed. My resting heart rate dramatically increased thanks to my Fitbit stats and um, it really got the better of me. It really did. Um, and that's just my anxiety, which can often rear its ugly head at the most opportune time. So it made me really aware that a lot of this this change and this organisation and this, this transition, a lot of the pressure of this actually falls on the shoulders of the mums, the females in the house, the, the domestic managers who are the ones that have had to oversee this transition and to make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing while keeping the food going and while continuing with our own, our own lives and jobs and works and community responsibilities. So I'm really conscious that a lot of us ladies will be finding this very stressful. And now, my friends, is a time that we all need to practice a little bit of self-care. So I've been jumping into the bath a little bit earlier than normal and having baths a lot longer than, than common, commonly taken, um, making two, two cups of tea, in fact, to jump in the bath with and um, listening to some great music. I'm taking a book because I'm finding I need that time out from, from everybody. I love them, love them to bits, would never trade them usually, uh, but I just need to have some time and I am also walking, 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 walking everywhere I can. Um, just again to have some to have some me time. If they want to come on a walk with me, well, they can't. They're not invited. That is just time for Alex. It's uh, really really important. So so if you are feeling a little bit the same, please just take some time to invest in yourself. Whatever works for you. If you love meditation apps. If you love listening to music. If you love dancing. We're going to get to some of these things a bit later. Do whatever makes you happy and brings you joy and soothes you because that's what it's all about at the moment. So I thought that in the spirit of helping us all out, I was just going to share with you a couple of ideas for what we can do to try and make this stay at home period as enjoyable and as seamless and as structured as possible. Because the problem is we don't know how long it's going to go on for. Um, but you could argue that whilst that does make me feel a little anxious, it's obviously a very 
good opportunity for us to try and be in the moment and be stay in the present, which is something I think a lot of us in our very busy day-to-day lives, which we ordinarily leave, struggle with. So maybe we can see that as uh, one of the silver linings from this very crazy, unprecedented time. So couple of things ladies that I thought we could we could try and work on that might make life a little bit easier for you and your plan the first thing is and you've probably heard other people talk about it but creating a routine and some structure because I know the first few days of this new chapter I was in my pajamas all day didn't have a bra on just sort of ate all day just sort of grazed sort of just moped around which is not normally like me but I I was just yearning for a little bit of structure and I do I do work from home but I think everyone else's um transition to this and having all the other bodies in the house and it really got me so so I think that it took me a few days to get my head around it but but what um what what I've been trying to do with my um very agreeable husband actually when it comes to this is trying to get up in the morning we're trying to get up at seven and we have actually been doing and if you know my husband you'll find this hilarious some yoga some yoga on YouTube we've been doing a yoga class in the morning or a stretching class our favorite at the moment is yoga by Adrienne which I will pop into the show notes highly recommend it Um, and obviously we're very much beginners so we're only looking for anything that's got a beginner in the title at this stage because we are we are uh, yet to, to go on our yoga journey but that's actually been really great so we've been getting up we've been having a cup of tea we've been doing our yoga and then in New South Wales, and and actually I know most states, the premiers are holding a press conference every morning. And our esteemed premier Gladys Berejiklian is doing a really look. She's doing a really good job. Every morning she has a press conference about eight o'clock, and um, they have the chief medical officer and the head of police, etc., all come and speak. And every day she actually updates us with the stats, how things are looking. And at the moment, New South Wales, they're actually looking quite good. Well, actually Australia wide, we are working towards that flattening the curve strategy, and it seems as though it is actually starting to reap the rewards so we we listen to Gladys which is great then get the boys we'll get my youngest son organized to start school and um I start you know do a bit of kitchen work start some housework and then I try and start my work I try to be in my study after doing some you know all those normal tasks us mums do some washing and some washing up and the dishwasher and stuff um um try and start my work at nine o'clock and then we try and have lunch you know about twelve thirty one. um try and go for a walk during that time and you know also just trying to finish about five and I think that's really important because the problem with this whole work at home thing, and it's something I've always, I've always tried to, 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 to um, set boundaries around, is actually making sure you just don't work constantly because it's so easy to pop in and just check an email or oh look, actually I'll just quickly review that. Actually, having some boundaries about when work stops and life slash fun starts is um is is really important um this week as well i think i made the personal mistake of actually getting involved in cooking decadent breakfasts for my boys i don't know why i got on a roll of making everyone pancakes and that started monday by thursday there was just an expect well actually by wednesday really everyone's just expecting them every morning so next week there'll be a lot more diy there'll be a lot more um get it yourselves boys look what's in the cupboard because i think i was just i don't know i was trying to I don't know what I was trying to do. I, I, I tend to go into deep dives with food and um, and we'll talk to food about food in a moment. So uh, that was really good. Getting some structure, getting out of your PJs, setting a timetable is really key. Now, the other thing I think that, and it's so interesting, there's a lot of talk about this online, is what our response to this uncertainty and to the pandemic is a lot of us want to clean and we want to cook. But let's talk about cleaning first. So 
I'm calling it in my house, the great Corona cleanup. So my plan is to go room by room through my house and clean, declutter, scrub, make things shine um, because, you know, life's busy and I, and we've actually been in this renovated part of our house for 10 years and I haven't done it embarrassingly, full disclosure. So I have done the laundry and I have scrubbed it to within a centimeter of its life and it looks pretty damn fine, can I just say. The laundry's looking good. I was planning to moving on to the kitchen this week, but hasn't happened as yet, but you know, it's all good. I'm sure I will get there at some stage. So it's a really interesting research about how um, our desire to clean and cook is actually all about basically our desire for control. And it actually, it almost has a meditative effect because we can be so focused in on this, on this, on this task that we can block out any other concerns or worries and situations that we can't control. So it does make sense. So when you're there gumptioning your, your laundry shelves or you're whipping up your banana bread, you're very much in the moment, which is obviously why it's, it's happening. So let's talk about cleaning up a little bit more. So I'm going room by room. Um, I've got other friends who are just absolutely going through wardrobes. They're decluttering their Manchester they're actually using it as a great opportunity to get their house intact. So I think that's a really good thing to do as well. So what I've been trying to do is actually just give myself 45 minutes every day for the great Corona cleanup, whatever task is on the top of the list, and work through that. I've even been sugar soaping walls, which is, that's a whole new thing for me. So um, it's quite exciting how good things are going to look when this is over. And then look, cooking. I, I, I've got to be honest, I actually just can't stop. I don't know if it's actually, I'm going to need to get some help, but I am cooking like I'm cooking for 20 people at the moment. I, and as I said before, I've been making pancakes for breakfast. I quickly whip up a zucchini slice. I've got a cake in the oven. I've got biscuits on. I'm doing really decadent dinners. I think as well, because it gives me some control. It makes me feel like I can, I can provide for my family, excuse me, maybe on some deep level, it's tapping into some primal response to uncertainty. I am not really sure, but all I know is I'm actually really loving it. And so the other thing I'm doing is that, and we all have these random ingredients in our cupboards that we buy for those one-off meals that we never, ever use again. So my challenge to myself is to find all those random ingredients. I've actually got a basket of the random ingredients on my bench and I'm picking up a packet of, say, for example, actually there was, well, cranberry sauce was one actually that I used not long ago. I thought, right, I haven't actually opened this, bought it for Christmas. What am I going to do with it? Well, I made a batch of fabulous cranberry sauce muffins, which the boys woofed down. And I was very happy that that, that jar had been used. And then what was the other thing? And then the other thing, that's right, I had a packet of chia seeds that really had a, only didn't have a, didn't have a long on them before they expired. So we've had a, a lovely wave of chia puddings, um, which was really great. And some, some breakfast bowls with chia as well. So that was really, really good. Um, then I had all of this red wine that had been sort of half drunk bottles that, you know, um, that had been left lying around. I thought, look, I'm not going to throw those out. So last night I made a I'm going to, a coq au vin, excuse the French, C-O-Q-A-U-V-I-N, chicken in wine. And it was so delicious that um, I almost used up all the red wine. I'm going to have another go at it and freeze it. But how satisfying is it to use up all of those things that we just have? Um, and so good not actually wasting them, obviously. So that is something else I would highly recommend and getting your kids involved in the kitchen as well. So I'm trying to get my boys as well to, to be, you know, whipping up a meal a week or making, um, 
a batch of brownies or whatever it is because it actually also gives them something to do. And when I'm doing sweet things, I'm trying very hard, not always, to actually cut down the sugar using a bit of stevia. Stevia is actually quite fabulous. So using um, using some stevia to try and cut down the sugar content. But look, cook till you ha- cook, cook, cook. If it makes you feel good, it makes you feel like you're in control, helps you relax, then why not? Why not? Um, now, obviously, exercise is something we need to talk about as well. So the gyms are closed. Um, some of the parks, all the parks are closed, um, and it's quite hard to actually buy fitness equipment anywhere. I tried to go to Revel Sport this week to stock up. I think I got the last yoga mat at um, the Revel Sport I visited. All their machines had gone, all their weights gone. People are realizing they need to set themselves up at home. So this week, I rearranged the dining room, uh, the lounge room rather, so that we can have an exercise zone. And my husband has um, a lovely personal trainer that he sees who is now doing his sessions via Zoom. How good is that? So uh, this week he was able to do his session via Zoom in the lounge room. The rug is gone. We've just got tiles there and it worked really, really well. So that was really good for him. But, you know, my favorite exercise is dance. And uh, some of my, my, I I dance with this beautiful group of ladies every week. Um, Well, we we used to pre-corona pandemic, Um, but that's all over, unfortunately. And um, a big shout out to the beautiful dance ladies in the Miss Louise, Louise, our wonderful teacher, if you are listening. Um, So that is all over and it's very sad. So this week I found a solution. I popped onto YouTube and found these amazing dance classes that anyone can do from the privacy of your own home. So if you are not, don't really sort of, you know, rate your dance skills, but you really want to really try and work on them, hey, what a great opportunity. So this week I found this gorgeous Aussie guy called Nathan Short, and he has this, it looks like an endless series of videos called Move With Colour, and he does these 10-minute masterclasses where you can learn to dance. I think I did Disco Funk was my first one. There was a Britney Spears one. There was an All That Jazz one, which if you're into cabaret, fabulous. Um, Really good. Did a couple of his the other day, and that was actually one of my days where I wasn't coping particularly well with the whole overwhelmed feeling of how we're going to do this. And it honestly, it lifted my mood big time. I did three of his classes in a row, and I felt a million dollars afterwards. So highly recommend that. And then there's another one you need to check out called The Fitness Marshal. Now, he is really good. He's not quite as instructive as Nathan. With Nathan, you feel like you're in the class and he breaks the moves down so you can really try and you can can learn them a little bit, I suppose, in more detail. The Fitness Marshal is a little bit more instructive. Imagine like um, if you go to the gym and you do body jam, which I also love, um, it's a bit like a body jam class, but he's got different different themes. There's a great Lady Gaga one, which I've got my eye on for this afternoon. So highly recommend... um, um, doing doing that, doing it, you know, do, do whatever works for you. As I said, it doesn't just have to be about dance. It could be whatever. You could just walk. You can ride your bike. I actually found out last night you can still fish, which is just somehow in that exercise category, which which is, is unusual. But, you know, you, you, can, you can get outside and do your own thing in the backyard, whatever works, but just move people. It's definitely important to move. 
And the other thing that I have been doing this week is um, is trying to brush up on my schoolgirl French. And I've been doing Duolingo. Um, you spell that D-U-O-L-I-N-G-O. Now, there's a couple of other um, options, but basically it's online language courses. And Duolingo, there is, a, there is a paid version, which I think means you don't have to listen to as many ads or watch as many ads rather. But um, this version, I'm just doing the free version. And I've got to tell you, it's really fun. I'm really, really enjoying it. And, you know, it's um, they do harass you with a lot of emails, but, you know, just go with that. And if you do it every day, you get, look, I don't quite understand, special tokens and you get a streak, a little bit like a snap streak for those of you who are on Snapchat. Um, but it's really, really fun. And I have to say I'm progressing quite nicely. So I'm very pleased with that. And uh, at the back of my mind, I kept thinking that when all of this is over, and when life is back to normal, I might have to have a little trip to uh, to Paris to test out my new skills. So I'm really enjoying that. So I have another friend as well um, who's actually learning a musical instrument. So she's decided she's going to learn the keyboard during this time. So good on you, my friend Sarah, if you're listening for that. I think that is absolutely awesome. And this week I actually popped this same question out online on Instagram and Facebook And I had some great responses. So let me share with you some of the wonderful suggestions from some of the grown-up girls um, that responded. So someone suggested, awesome idea, to get all those photographs sorted. Now, if I just look around in my study here, I have some of those um, wonderful boxes that we all buy from Kmart stuffed full of photos, which, look, half of them might be scanned. I'm not really quite sure. There's hours worth of work just in a box alone, probably tens of hours, I imagine. So look, great opportunity to actually get your photograph sorted. The other thing that someone suggested, and I know ScoMo was all over this, that's Scott Morrison for those of you who aren't Aussies, that's our esteemed prime minister, um, puzzles, 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 puzzles. Now, we are not a puzzle family, but I actually have bought a couple in anticipation that we might have to become one. And um, another lovely... Um, contributor actually suggested a puzzle swap. What a good idea is that? So if you've done your puzzle, pack it back up and do a puzzle swap because you know what? Why not? I think that's a really good idea. The other thing as well is obviously the garden, getting into the garden. So we actually this week ordered something called a veggie pod. So for those of you who are Aussies, you might know this is a real Aussie invention. In fact, it went completely crazy after appearing on that fabulous Think Channel 7 show called The Shark Tank. It's basically a stand. It's basically a vegetable garden that's on a raised stand with a cover. So the snails can't get to it. The possums, if you're in a possum area, they just eat absolutely everything and make veggie gardening very, very unsatisfying. Um, And some of them have got wheels on them so you can move them around so they can best receive the sun. So we bought one of those this week. And in fact, while I record this, my husband is out actually lugging the potting mix into the veggie pod. So, you know, good on you, Peter McCann, for that. I'm looking forward to doing, to getting into that this afternoon. So, um, so veggie pod. So, so gardening is really satisfying. And, um, and I think a lot of us, when the whole panic buying thing was really at, at, you know, really in its, 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 its top phase, um, that seedlings were something that were really hard to get. I know I had to go to about three different nurseries to try and actually get even any seedlings. So I do have some seeds as well. But gardening's great and gardening is on the allowed exercise list, obviously, because you're on your own property. So we are going to be spending most of our weekend gardening, um, which is really, you know, we would never have done normally, if I'm being honest. We would just not have done it. So it's a great excuse to get on top of the garden. But if you are feeling a little bit lonely and thinking, I'm missing my friends so much because you know what, we all are and it's nearly killing me if I'm being really honest. 
If you haven't heard about virtual drinks, then this is something you need to start Googling and getting involved in right now. So over the last couple of weeks, I've had a couple of virtual drinks catch-ups with friends and they have been such fun. So what does that mean? It basically means if you're using Zoom for work or your husband or your, your partner is, you can basically do a group Zoom, but make it a social occasion. Or if you haven't got Zoom or you're not sure how, where to start, House Party is another app which is actually really taken off just purely for this purpose. You can do it on FaceTime or even Google Hangouts. And what you do is you mark a time. Seventh, a Friday night or a Saturday night is a perfect way of doing it. Um, get yourself a little plusher, get your little your, your, your favourite tipple, whatever it is, even a cup of tea if, 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 if you're not a drinker, and just catch up with your friends. It was really, really helpful. And uh, I just know that that particular day, or the two days where I had these virtual drinks, they weren't great days for me. And just having having a little, little, little bit of face contact with people and just being able to whinge and moan and share some of the, the stress that a lot of us girls are going through at the moment was so good and it just really lifted my spirit. So can't recommend virtual drinks enough. If you haven't done it yet, please, please, please get one underway. I reckon the, I reckon the key number though is probably four. Um, five might be just a little bit too much. I reckon three or four is perfect. And if you have got grandparents, in a, your, your parents in isolation, your kids haven't seen their grandparents for a while, why not do the same thing? We've actually put my parents in isolation. So this is something we're going to be doing as well. So can't recommend enough. Now, my final tip is that we need to start reading. In 2020, when, when I got to um, New Year's Eve, um, which I always do and start to quickly, you know, about 11 o'clock, think about my goals. The last couple of years, one thing I've wanted to do is actually set up a book club and I haven't done it. So I thought 2020, it really finally, come on, Alex, you need to start making this happen. So... It's now, it's now April and uh, the year has turned out to be completely different to what any of us could have anticipated. But I thought, you know what, this could be a great opportunity to have a virtual book club. So starting next week, I am going to be doing a weekly book club. So what I'm going to do is we're going to be talking about one book a week and um, I'm going to invite someone in to come and chat about it. Now, this person will just not necessarily be a literary expert, but someone who I know is an avid reader who really um, knows knows their books, um, someone who's got um, a real appreciation for, for, for books because I have really got out of the way of reading and I think that is very much a byproduct of the busyness that we have in our, or we had in our lives rather pre-corona. So you could argue that this is another possibly silver lining from our corona corona stay at home phase that we have to be in the moment and we have to slow down and why not use this as an opportunity to actually kick off your reading or if you are already a reader this might just help you um, discover new books and other things to focus on so that'll be starting uh this week and um and in fact i can tell you that we're going to be talking about the tattooist of auschwitz this week with um my lovely friend who is also an author called mandy newman so we'll be doing that during the week so please tune in for that and um, we'll very much love your feedback about that. So if you are listening to this podcast and um, it's not quiet, you've still got a few days, why not pump it out and read it? And then we can all sort of, you know, contribute to it together. So that will be really fun. Very much looking forward to that. So look, in summary, ladies, um, just look after yourselves, look after your families, just focus on some self-care and make sure that 
there is some joy in your life still, whether it's virtual drinks, whether you're going to do an all that jazz 10 minute masterclass with Nathan Short, whether you're going to go and plant some broccoli, whether you're going to cook up an amazing Nigella cheesecake, whatever it is that makes you feel good and that helps distract you from some of the the stress and the uncertainty we're all going through, well, then I fully encourage you to do that because we all need to just get through this. And we are absolutely all going to get through this. But if we can make some good choices along the way, it's going to be a little bit smoother. So lots of love to everybody. Thank you again for listening in. And I look forward to seeing you at our first book club in just a few days. Lots of love. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Grown Up Girls Report. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe. And while you're there, why not rate and review this podcast? I'd really love your feedback. Join me next time for another conversation for the Grown Up Girl. Thank you for listening. Speak soon. Speak soon.